0: Kelsey for the touchdown with Kyle Hamilton all over him the matchup you wanted to watch Kelsey wins it
1: this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL yeah what about some of those one-on-one matchups who do we like who do we not like in the receiving prop game Coming up next Sunday, Super Bowl 58. Man, it's 10 days away now, and we continue to dive into all the different prop markets on this game. Touchdown props an hour from now. A little uh, Super Bowl trend or truth in the final hour as well. I didn't even mention we got a couple of great guests today. Dave Sharpen from Vegas at the top of the third and final hour, 11 Eastern. Corey Parson, NFL Fantasy Exec, coming up at the top of the next hour, 10 Eastern. Uh, and we will dive into those receiving props in just a minute. But the Bucks guys, the, the Mill LOL Walkie Bucs uh, lose in Portland. They go into Portland 10.5-point favorites. Uh, they get 25 <laughs> from Dame Lillard, and it's a big homecoming, and everybody has hugs and kisses for each other, and that's all well and good. But ultimately, the defense still fails them. Um, they give them 119 points to the Portland Trailblazers. They get burned by... Anthony Simons, um, Aaron, this is th- – this does not look – And look, it's just a couple games in. I- I'll give them time, but this doesn't immediately look like Doc is affecting any great amount of change so far.
2: This is the Glen Rivers experience that we warned everyone about. This is it. Dame returns home, and don't let that 25 points fool you. I mean, three for 13 from three-point land – Brooke Lopez had more three-pointers than Dame last night. Nine for 23, just shooting. I mean, he was bad, really bad. This is – I'm off. Like, I'm done with the with the Bucs. Like, I'm looking to fade them, and I love it. I love to see the misery that's happening with this Milwaukee team, Joe.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are out on them. Uh, since winning the first game that night against Cleveland, after firing Griffin, they've lost three of four – See, like, I think you can come up with excuses at times, but it's Portland. You're a double-digit favorite on the road. There's no excuse for that when you have that amount of talent on that roster to give a 119 to that team, and that's the reason you made the change, right? All the issues with defense. Griff Griffin, he tried to change things, and that was short-lived. Then he changed back to how you wanted it, and it's still been bad all season. And now you go to Dallas, and you go to Utah. And you go to Phoenix on this road trip. Like, it, it, come back home. Here's Minnesota in your face. They're not going to have a chance to breathe in, in no. the second half, uh, the rest of the way. Like, the schedule is ridiculous. See, you guys genuinely don't like them. Like, Paul can't stand Doc Rivers, and that's fair. And Aaron, uh, with the more so with the players, and I understand. Um, I hate them because of their number. Because that's a team, when you have a superstar like Giannis, I would bank on, okay, maybe they can figure things out over the last couple months of the regular season, and then the playoffs, they get the right matchup. Maybe, who knows, a little luck. Boston does Boston things in the playoffs, and they don't even have to deal with that. And, okay, maybe you'll get you'll find some value. I hate the Bucs because they're the third favorite. Like, there's, there's nothing there for me. There's nothing. I no. would never take this Milwaukee team at 5-1. to one.
1: No. No, no terrible value there given the way they continue to play. And to your point, Joe, in the immediate future, this five, the rest of this five-game road trip that they're on, um, you got to win two of the final three or else I don't think you feel like anything has changed coming home. And again, to meet the T-Wolves, like you said, that doesn't help either. We'll get back into the NBA a little bit later. We've also got to get to our NFL year in review division for today, which is the NFC South. Don't get too excited. But no, really, there are things to talk about in the NFC South. We'll do that in about an hour and 15 minutes from now. Receiving props for Super Bowl 58, let me know what. Guys. Let me know what nuggets you got there, Chris, because I can't wait. <laughs> it's an, okay, it's what We call an empty tease in the business, Joe. Um, so uh, receiving props for Super Bowl 58. Um, I, I'll be honest. I, I've already got an eye on some unders in this thing. I know I've been banging the drum for this game. Uh, not being big offensively, despite what uh, Brad Spielberger told us yesterday, there's a ton of offensive talent on the field, especially on San Francisco's side. Um, But like receptions in particular, like I look at Kettle, uh, Kettle, George Kittle (laughs) under three and a half at plus money, plus 120 on the under. He's only gone over that number seven times this year. And it was against teams like the Eagles and the Bucks and The Vikings, the Bengals, teams that Mm -hmm. either don't have great secondaries or give up a lot of receptions to tight ends. Uh, You're telling me I could get plus money on that? I'm thinking about it, definitely. Debo under four and a half receptions is plus 110. He hit that in each of the first three weeks of the regular season, but just four of 14 since then. Even Rasheed Rice, under 67 and a half yards. Um Is is Trevarius Ward gonna follow him around a little bit? Will he follow him into the slot when Rice moves into the slot? Probably not. But if that's the only opportunity for him to get open is going into the slot, is he really hitting a lot of big plays or is he just working the middle of the field? He's gone over that sixty seven and a half yards just five times this year. I understand they've come more recently more often than not. But Joe, I I do I've got an eye on some unders there. I know when we talk props, we all want to look at the overs, but those ones in particular I looked at this morning and thought, mm, maybe that's the side. Okay. Uh,
0: let, let's start with Kansas City. Uh, and on that side, okay, you just uh, ended with Rice there. Yeah, the number 67.5, it's hard to get there. Now, he gets the looks. That's, that's where I find it difficult to go under on Rice. In the last couple of games, he hasn't even hit 50 yards, and we're sitting at 67.5. So is there value there? Maybe. I hold back on going under on Rice because in the last nine games, he's had nine targets per game. Yeah. like a bunch of times, Mahomes is going to him double-digit times. So, I thought about the receptions, but w- the receptions number is the same as Kelsey's, six and a half. So, I can't get there with Rice. Now, if we bring him up for, for some other props, it's a possibility, but as far as receptions, receiving yards, can't get there. Kelsey is on a hair. And I can guarantee you that this number is going to be higher in 8, nine, ten days from now than where it sits right now. Um, I mentioned that his reception prop is at 6.5. It's juice. So, I didn't find that all, all, all that appealing. But, against Baltimore, 116 yards on 11 grabs. Against Buffalo, 5 catches, 75 yards, 2 touchdowns. Against Miami, 7 for 71. Like he has been the focus of the offense. So Kelsey, 69 and a half yards. I think that's a a pretty good bet, Aaron. And I expect it to be mid-70s next week.
2: Yep, I love it. That's why I put it in my power rankings when I missed the assignment yesterday and got a little too serious. I had it in at number five. I love that bet. He does seem to be the focal point in this offense right now. And you look at the numbers, what he's been doing in the playoffs, what he's done in years past in the playoffs. And I don't expect the script to be much different. I do like the overall idea at looking at some unders. Some of these guys are just hard to figure out. Like, I felt like maybe I was just forcing it. trying to find, like, Pacheco. You look at his game log in the receiving stats. Like, it's just receptions, yards. How is he going to be used? Ultimately, I decided uh, to stay away there. But anything Kelsey, I think, is a good look.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. as, as friend of the show Joe Osborne tweeted, 12 straight playoff games Kelsey has gone over what his listed prop for Sunday's game is 69 and a half receiving yards. Um, uh, And let's see four, five of those 12 times, he's gone over a hundred yards, another three games in the nineties. So it's not like he's just scraping by there's a 71 in there, a 75, but for the most part in the postseason, the chiefs, to your point, Joe, they pump the ball to Travis Kelsey. So it makes sense to go over on Kelsey totally does, whether it's, now, receptions at six and a half. I know I mentioned that the other day. I, that is another tough number for me because yeah. it's kind of a break point when you look at his production this year, week after week. Um, but the over is juice now, like minus 150 over six and a half, which makes, even, that no. makes it even tougher to get to. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's why I, I
0: ended up going with the yardage and it's been so high lately. Um. One other KC one before we jump to San Francisco side that, that I'm considering. And he's been involved a little bit more. But it is dicey with this guy. But it only takes one. MVS. Over the last couple games, you know, he's been involved more. 38 yards, 62 yards. In the Buffalo game, he ended up getting four targets. But I was looking at longest reception. I thought it would be a lot higher. Each of the last two playoff games, he has a catch of 32 yards. The longest reception for MVS is 12 and a half. So everything that San Francisco has been giving up uh, lately in the passing game made me think that MVS over 12 and a half, longest reception, pretty good look
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. Did you mention your guy, Hardman? Maybe I missed him. Should I go under on him? Yeah. Under?
0: Should I go under on him again? I,
2: don't, I think you should. That's
0: probably not bad. Nobody talks it,
2: about him.
0: Is he going to be active? Like- so was that – do we think that was a one-game punishment where – he got zero looks for Mahomes, or is that the rest of the playoff thing? After I just don't think he's much of a part NBA. of the offense anymore. Yeah, like, he's exactly. Just not. I don't see yards up. I only see touchdowns so far. So I don't see how okay. receptions. Yards is yards is
1: seven and a half. Oh, you see it?
2: <gasps> so, yeah. Oh, that's so low. One catch. seven and a half. Yeah, but basically. The thing he is, he might not get there.
0: Some stupid oh, trick yeah. play will get me on that one,
1: you know? Yeah. near the goal. But
2: that is I,
1: I, I do like to to go back to MVS for a second and to pivot to the Niners, though, Joe. Like, mm-hmm. I, I much prefer longest reception props in this game. Again, going back to my whole game script theory about how I think there will be long drives more often than not. I don't – I think they're – each team, I think, will have one big play. One big play where you go, okay, that's the big play. And so MVS – Could make sense for Casey, MVS or Rasheed Rice. Um, For San Francisco, I mentioned it the other day uh, when we power ranked our props, Brandon Ayuk for longest reception. I think, is it like 23 and a half, 24 and a half? He's hit that, I think, at least half a dozen times this year. So, and recently, especially. um, 24 and a half, it's listed at right now. So I like that. I like this to be a game of, Little plays here and there. We're kind of slowly trying, like I said yesterday, matriculate the ball down the field, and then each team pops for one at some point, whether it ends up in the end zone or not.
0: (laughs) I just realized that Hardman played one snap last week. (laughs) That was a part of the offense. That (laughs) was a straight-up punishment. Man, one snap. near the end zone,
1: kids. Yeah.
0: Maybe don't I'll mo- I don't fumble
1: near the end zone.
0: I'd only consider under
1: seven and a half as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Paul?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So I'm in like a playoff fantasy league. It's a one and done. So my options are somewhat limited. I've got some bullets, but I got I got my homes. I got CMC. Uh, second running back's going to be tough like Juszczyk or Mitchell. But for the purposes of this conversation, I got Debo and then I got a flex spot. And another wide receiver spot. So do I go MVS Justin Watson? C H is kind of an option too. But like you, I've used Rice. I've used like you mentioned MVS. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. Um. So who would you use as your wide receiver to in this scenario? And it could be a props thing. You mentioned the MVS longest reception, but anyone that yeah. could be a multiple. Look there. I'd You're take so a flyer Mid- on MVS. And- oh, good call could you use Mitchell touchdown yeah. vulture
0: yeah. yeah it's pretty close thought. red zone rushing attempts between CEH and Mitchell uh you're it feels like a dart throw if you're trying to pick which which receiver is going to man Watson played 44% of the snaps each of the last two two playoff that's games that's who I've penciled in right now and MBs is mm. out there a ton okay hmm
2: Feels
1: I, like I'm gonna have to look up the number, but it feels like Watson's target share has increased week after week, too. Um, like, yeah, only two. No, nah, I take <clears> that <throat> back. That's not backed up by the numbers at all. It's actually decreased, so never mind. Um, does MVS have a better shot at like a 60 yard touchdown, one yes. catch, 60 yards touchdown? I, like, if going for a
0: win, I would go MVS, yeah, yeah. Plus, that that you want to check if just goes past defense, not so much. The KC side's tough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I found this to be tough overall with finding besides Kelsey. Like, uh, it's just can vary but, week to week, you know, for the Chiefs. Let me throw Kittle out there. So, mm-hmm. at first, I was
0: like, do I want to go against the Chiefs passing defense? Probably not. But the number's only 46 and a half. That's a low number. He's had a strong playoffs against Green Bay, 4-for-81, right? Um, and then I was looking at the Baltimore game because I'd imagine that uh, KC is yeah. studying that game. Kittle was big in the Baltimore game, seven catches, 126. If there's blowout potential, where does Purdy go? He goes to Kittle. Um, there's a blowout game against Cincinnati earlier in the year. He had nine for 149. The Ayuk hmm. and debo debate is interesting, but for receiving props, I'd, I'd look at Kittle in this one. That number seems short.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see where he lands on the list of priorities. You know, how do they prioritize the weapons at their disposal in this game, which actually leads us into something Cam Newton had to say that was kind of interesting. Not kind of interesting. It was really interesting. That and a couple other things in a- just a minute with Off the Board, which is where we go next right here on BetQL Daily.